This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for December 26th, and I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas yesterday. We are reading today in Zechariah in chapter 9. This is the message from the Lord against the land of Aram and the city of Damascus, for the eyes of all humanity, including the people of Israel, are on the Lord. Doom is certain for Hamath near Damascus and for the cities of Tyre and Sidon too, though they are so clever. Tyre has built up a strong fortress and has piled up so much silver and gold that it is as common as dust in the streets. But now the Lord will strip away Tyre's possessions and hurl its fortifications into the Mediterranean Sea. Tyre will be set on fire and burned to the ground. The city of Ashkelon will see Tyre fall and will be filled with fear. Gaza will shake with terror and so will Ekron, for their hopes will be dashed. Gaza will be conquered and its king killed, and Ashkelon will be completely deserted. Foreigners will occupy the city of Ashdod. Thus I will destroy the pride of the Philistines. They will no longer eat meat with blood in it or feed on other forbidden foods. All the surviving Philistines will worship our God and be adopted as a new clan in Judah. And the Philistines of Ekron will join my people, just as the Jebusites once did. I will guard my temple and protect it from invading armies. I am closely watching their movements. No foreign oppressor will ever again overrun my people's land. Rejoice greatly, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. And here we have messianic prophecy delivered 500 years before uh, it came to pass. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, even on a donkey's colt. I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem, and I will destroy all the weapons used in battle. Your king will bring peace to the nations. His realm will stretch from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Because of the covenant I made with you sealed with blood, I will free your prisoners from death in a waterless dungeon. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners, for there is yet hope. I promise this very day that I will repay you two mercies for each of your woes. Judah is my bow and Israel is my arrow. Jerusalem is my sword and like a warrior, I will brandish it against the Greeks." The Lord will appear above his people. His arrows will fly like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet. He will go out against his enemies like a whirlwind from the southern desert. The Lord Almighty will protect his people and they will subdue their enemies with sling stones. They will shout in battle as though drunk with wine, shedding the blood of their enemies. They will be filled with blood like a bowl, drenched with blood like the corners of the altar. When that day arrives, the Lord their God will rescue his people, just as a shepherd rescues his sheep. They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. How wonderful and beautiful they will be. 
the young men and women will thrive on the abundance of grain and new wine. Revelation 17. One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who sits on many waters. The rulers of the world have had immoral relations with her, and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in spirit to the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven head heads and ten horns, written all over with blasphemies against God. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. She held in her hand a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. I stared at her, completely amazed. Why are you so amazed? The angel asked. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with the seven heads and ten horns. The beast you saw was alive but isn't now, and yet he will soon come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. And the people who belong to this world, whose names were not written in the book of life from before the world began, will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. And now understand this. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills of the city where this woman rules. They also represent seven kings. Five kings have already fallen. The sixth now reigns, and the seventh is yet to come. But his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was alive and then died is the eighth king. He is like the other seven, and he too will go to his doom. His ten horns are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give their power and authority to him. Together they will wage war against the lamb, but the lamb will defeat them because he is Lord over all lords and king over all kings and his people are the called and chosen and faithful ones. And the angel said to me, the waters where the prostitute is sitting represent masses of people from every nation and language. The scarlet beast and its 10 horns which represent 10 kings who will reign with him all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will mutually agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. Psalm 145. A Psalm of David. I will praise you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day, and I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. His greatness is beyond discovery. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. 
I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy for your righteousness. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers his compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will bless you. They will talk together about the glory of your kingdom. They will celebrate examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule generation after generation. The Lord is faithful in all he says. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts up those bent beneath their loads. All eyes look to you for help. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him sincerely. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him but he destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord and everyone on earth will bless his holy name forever and ever. Proverbs 30, verse 32. If you have been a fool by being proud or plotting evil, don't brag about it. Cover your mouth with your hand in shame. And to end today, I have a Christmas blessing for you. Wait, you say Christmas is over. Oh, but is it? Um, I did not grow up in a liturgical church tradition, and maybe many, many of you have not either. Um, but really, a lot of our modern celebration of Christmas has it backwards. Advent is really a time of quiet contemplation that leads up to this time of Christmas tide, of which Christmas Day is the first day and goes until January 6th. Um, so these 12 days of Christmas are meant to be a time of rejoicing at Christ's birth and of feasting. So don't take your tree down. Feel free to feast on those cookies a little longer and let me send you off with a blessing. May you pause for a moment today and consider this. You are the object of God's affection. You are the reason Jesus came to earth as a vulnerable baby. You were the joy set before him when he endured the cross and scorned its shame. Jesus made a public spectacle of the enemy that stands against you. He crushed the lies the enemy spews about you because you are someone Jesus loves and wants forever in eternity with him. Jesus is the reason for the season. May we joyfully